Hey there, folks, it's Robin, and I'm popping in to talk to you about clean water because I'm going to be honest, I've been worrying about the contaminants in our tap water, and I knew I had to find a solution, you know, something reliable and effective. And that's when I discovered AquaTrue, and it's been a game changer for my family. AquaTrue's purifiers, they're basically like superheroes for your water, using a four-stage reverse osmosis process to tackle even the toughest contaminants. With PFAS, you know, those pesky forever chemicals making their way into nearly half of U.S. tap water, it is a relief to know that AquaTrue is certified to just kick them to the curb. Plus, their range of purifiers fits every home, from countertop setups to under-sink options. They've even got a Wi-Fi-connected model for the tech-savvy among us. And let's talk about those filters, okay? Long-lasting and affordable, they are a dream come true. There's no more like swapping them out every few months. AquaTrue's filters go the distance and last up to two years. Since switching to AquaTrue, I have noticed a huge difference. The water tastes cleaner, it's fresher, and the best part, I no longer have to worry about what's lurking in my tap water. Even my kids are drinking more water because of the ease of the countertop setup. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, our listeners are going to receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and you're going to enter the code HEADSPACE at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E. Go get it. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Please note that this week's episode contains discussion about rape that may bring up strong emotions for some listeners. If you feel that hearing this content could potentially impact your mental well-being, please skip the section from 7 minutes and 30 seconds to 9 minutes and 30 seconds, or perhaps this particular episode, whatever feels right for you.
I know the resiliency and the strength that the enslaved people had to deal with in this country. I pull from that strength all the time, Robin, because I know that if they can deal with that, just like that trauma is intergenerational, so is that strength and resiliency. Have you ever wished you had a wise meditation teacher on speed dial? Someone you can call after a long day. Someone you could lean on for their advice. Someone to listen and help you to see things differently. Welcome to Dear Headspace. Hello, everyone. I am excited to be sitting here with you for another episode of Dear Headspace, a podcast where I sit down with one of our meditation teachers and we answer your questions about, quite frankly, whatever floats your boat. I'm Robin Hopkins, and today it's me and Kisanga coming at you. How you doing, Robin? Always the, a pleasure. What floats your boat? <laughs> um, here's the thing. I feel like lately work's been taking up a lot of my time. And I don't know, I'm starting to think like maybe a little bit too much, like because I'm nothing if not. I mean, you've met me overcommitted. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, apart from work, like what takes up too much of your time? What takes up, I guess, related is... My, my my kids, mm. you know, particularly my oldest one, she's 17. And, you know, she has one more year in the house. I, I have that go noticed. Is so fast? So fast, Robin. But yet so, so slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, it's like it happens so fast. Yeah. So I've, I have recently noticed that I've been intentionally trying to, like, spend as much time with her. Oh. And be in her space as much as possible. I think that's so nice, though. You know, because, yeah, she's going to be off to school, you know, to college. And it's like... Does she notice uh, you're doing this? Yeah, yeah, we talk about you it. You talk about yeah, it. Okay, because I was like, it. is this like a sneaky thing or is no, this no, like no, a... No, 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 we talk about it. Let me tell you, I'm going to be a full mess God, I know. when she leaves for college. I know. My sister came to visit um, this past this past week, and we went out to eat. And it's like we left the restaurant. We were saying goodbyes and I love yous for like five minutes. <laughs> and my sister commented. She was like, "Yeah, you're gonna be a full wreck. Yeah, you're gonna be yeah. <laughs> you're gonna yeah. be a full like wreck an absolute when, mess when when she leaves for school." I always I always joke with the kids that. I'm going to drop them off at college, and then me and Mary are going to pull away, and I'm going to be driving the motorcycle, Mary's going to be in the sidecar, <laughs> and I'm going to be like, honk, honk, boop. But, but the reality is, is I'm going to be sobbing. I'm going to be sobbing. And I don't, it's wild. Because I, I, I can feel it right now, viscerally. Yeah. I can feel I it. It's like. Well, it's, you know, what's so interesting is, like, my daughter's going into high school next year, and that's, like, one of those breaking points. Like, right, you get out of elementary school, yeah. and then yeah. you're, like, in the middle school mania. Mm. And then it's like, oh, like, there's four years. Then then she's and I yes. keep getting this image of yes. a bird and like, you know, you're pushing them out of the nest and that's what we're supposed to do. Mm. But it doesn't make it any easier because it's like they they're your little people. Absolutely. Absolutely. My youngest is starting high school. So I have my youngest starting high school and my oldest like, having the last year of high school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> deep breaths, deep breaths. Indeed. Um Indeed. Well, all right. I think that 
we're going to go off in a corner and cry, but, <laughs> but not before we get to everyone's favorite part of the show, which is listener questions. Uh-huh. And today we've got amazing questions. We've got callers asking about how to know if you're making progress on a healing journey, how to apply mm. mindfulness during difficult conversations, and how to honor our ancestors when you have negative feelings towards them. Very nice. So let's play our first question. Hi there. My name is Eugenio, and I'm from Austin, Texas. They say that healing is a journey, and it's a work on progress. That's what I've been doing for years. Me showing up for myself, and doing yoga, exercise, meditation, and journal, everything. All the head and heart work. But what if, what if I say that it's exhausting too? When do I stop? How would I know if I'm even making a progress? When can I say that I'm healed? How do I stop the hurting? Oh, man, that was just... Yeah. You can just really, you can hear the hurt in her question. You I can mean, totally that is, hear it. You uh, can like, totally hear it. So just first and foremost, like, just know that Kesanga and I are sitting here and with our hands on our hearts and just sending you love because that's, we can, we can hear where you are. Yeah. I want, I want to thank you, Regina, for, for sending this question to us. And, and Robin's absolutely right. We are, we are sending you all the love and care because the, the hurt and the, the pain is, it's so apparent in your voice. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like something or some circumstance or someone um, has really hurt you. Yeah. And it's something that is is still with you. And what what I heard you say is that you you showed up for yourself, you know, and, and you've done all the things. Yeah. To try and bounce back and and heal yourself from this this um this hurtful circumstance and it's exhausting <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is Regina so o- oftentimes when we do show up for ourselves and we do all the things yeah the yoga the the journaling the meditating it, it is exhausting it is but it doesn't mean to stop right you know and it's, and from what you're saying you've been doing this for years and you know so I I can totally understand you feeling this you know this exhaustion and this um i'm I'm assuming there's also some frustration it sounds like yeah but you know i i think this is one of those circumstances where i highlight the idea of this self-healing journey as a lifestyle yeah you know you know i often say that mindfulness and meditation is not something that you only do when you're you know feeling stressed or frustrated It's something that I, I often equate it with brushing your teeth. Yeah. Right. So if you have a cavity and you brush your teeth and that cavity, you go to the dentist and get the cavity filled in, it doesn't mean that you're going to stop brushing your teeth now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> this is, you know, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And, you know, oftentimes you do want to just jump out, jump up and run out the house without brushing your teeth. But you you allow yourself <laughs> to to brush your teeth, so it's the same thing with with all of these self care practices that I hear that you've been doing, Regina. Um, so I just want to really encourage you to to keep it going. Yeah. This idea of you know, because I heard all the questions. You know, when will the hurt stop? Yeah. When um when will I be healed? 
Oh, all, all of these. It's just heartbreak. heartbreak. Yeah, it just really touched my heart. It really does. It reminds me. So I can tell you this this um, this story really quickly, Regina. I had I had a client when I was doing psychotherapy. I had a psychotherapy client, and she came to me, and she had been um, dealing with a very very heavy um, situation. She had been dealing with a, a past um, rape, mm-hmm. and when she first came to me. Literally, as soon as she started talking about it, she would just burst out crying. Yeah. You know, and I would, I would just give her the space to just experience whatever pain she was dealing with. And week after week, at first I started seeing her twice a week. Yeah. Every session after session, same thing. She starts talking about it. She just burst out crying. I saw her for about 10 months. And we did all, you know, I suggested all the things. We, yep. we processed the event and, and we went through the whole journey. And by the time that last session came, she was able to talk about the whole event yeah. for a full hour without bre- breaking down, bursting into tears. Yeah. Now, the pain was still there. Sure. The pain was still there. And... She still felt all the the hurt and the anguish. And the trauma. And the trauma, right. But she was still able to sit with it. Yes. Right? In a different way. Her relationship to this trauma had changed. Yeah. And and that's 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 kind of how the practice is. It's not about getting rid of the hurt, Regina. It's not about ignoring the hurt. It's really learning and shifting your relationship with it. Yeah. I kind of, um, oftentimes I use the snow globe as an analogy um, with a lot of these these practices because right now, if you shake up a snow globe, if you can use your imagination, <laughs> it's just a lot of turmoil, yeah. right? Yeah. Everything is just, and that's how, it, that's how it feels, I can imagine for you, Regina. Like that pain and that, that hurt is just tumultuous. Yeah. But with the practice, with the meditation, the yoga, and everything that you're doing, what you're doing is you're, 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 when that snow globe is is kind of still, you're, you're creating that space where you're just allowing everything to just kind of stay still for yeah, a moment. To settle. And to settle, right. And it doesn't disappear, yeah. right? All of that flurry is still there. But it's like you said, Robin, it has settled, right? So it's not as tumultuous. It doesn't disappear. It doesn't go anywhere. But you have created some clarity. Yeah. And it's, it was within that clarity where the healing takes place, where the insight and the wisdom happens. Yeah. You know, you know it's interesting. It, I was thinking of after my mom died, I was, I'm a to-doer. I'm a to-do-lister. Mm. Like, I'm always like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And after my mom died, I was like, I will be going to yoga. I will be journaling. Yeah. And it's like, and I remember going to yoga and laying there. Um she had us lay there and then she laid a blanket over each of us, like this warm and just we were all just sitting and I started sobbing. And yeah. obviously, like my mom just died and yeah, I'm in yoga sure. trying to like make the feelings of yoging the feelings out, which is right. just not gonna happen. It's not, yeah. And in that moment, because it was just such a motherly thing to do mm. that it was like, of course, I'm gonna start crying. But in that moment, I I had such a clear vision of I could not to-do list away my pain. Like sometimes, and it goes back to your snow globe hmm. thing, it does have to settle. And sometimes time is what settles things. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. But just not trying to make something go away. Yeah, and that's what, that's what I heard her ask. I think she even asked, you know, yeah, when, when does will. the hurt yeah. stop? I, I would even recommend seeing what it's like to let go of this notion yeah. 
of the hurt stopping, right? And and really shifting into a space of um, just just accepting that it's here. It doesn't mean that you have to like it, right? So the concept of acceptance is really just letting go of that resistance to it. Yeah. Because as long as you're, you know, every day, day in, day out, wondering when this hurt is going to disappear, that's creating even more yeah. stress for you. You know, it, it can really um, lead to a, like a snowball of frustration. That's so, just yeah. that's such a good point, though, about the about the letting go, because it is the more you hold on to something, the tighter you hold it, yeah. the worse it generally is for you. Yeah, you're creating that tension. Yeah, you're but is that, that not the hardest thing to do? We just like I, I was saying to Kisanga, I, I was walking here. We're, we're in person today, and yeah. I was walking to the studio, and I was listening to a, an episode, a cut mm-hmm. of one with me and Kisanga and and we were talking about letting go in that episode and I was yeah. and I said to you then and I'm saying it again now is it's not easy in any way. No no I, I think Regina's going to, to She's gonna <laughs> agree. Yeah she's gonna totally agree. None of this is easy. No, because I'm I'm curious, Regina, let's just say the hurt disappears. Let's just say tomorrow you feel completely better. Mm. Will you stop doing all the self care things? I hope not. Right, right, yeah. you know. That's will, a really wonderful way to put it. Yeah, will you stop meditating? Will you stop going to yoga? Will you stop, you know, would you stop all of these things that, would you stop sh- showing up for yourself? Because that's what I heard yeah. you say, Regina, yeah. that you've been showing up for yourself. So if tomorrow you feel 100% better. You want to keep showing up for yourself. Right, are you going to stop showing up for yourself? Because imagine no. how much exponentially, like how much joy yeah. could come in, how much, how many dreams, how much new life could come in if you're still, you know. Exactly. Practicing. So oh, that's shifting a great that point. Yeah, shifting that perspective. This is just a way of being. This is what you do. You know, sure, right now there's pain and frustration. Yeah. But this is this is how you face your everyday. Mm. So th- that those concepts of acceptance and letting go, they really can um, be hugely beneficial with with um, a situation like this, Regina. Yeah. And patience. Patience yeah. and Please show yourself self-compassion and lots of love. And community and support. Yeah. Put your hand on your heart and know we're with you. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for your call. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, let's get to our next question. Sounds good. Hi, Headspace. My name is Rizky. I'm from Indonesia. I really like to ask about is there any advice or tips how to keep managing our negative emotions or to preserve ourselves from getting angry or to shout people during in the middle of conversations because during in the middle of conversations it's really difficult for us to just like getting out of the conversation and and going into our meditation space or zone so maybe you have tips or advice on that thank you Plus one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I have to say so to that I, question. I, I, I love this question, Risky, because I can totally relate to this. Oh, me too. Right? I, I got a little bit of a temper during a difficult conversation. <laughs> and there's nothing worse than saying to yourself, like, nope, don't take that bait. Nope, right, right, don't say right, that right, right now. Nope, just walk away. We should stop this. <laughs> and another thing. Like, that's what, like, it's like, I, I cannot... Yeah. I have not figured out yet how to control myself when I'm very, very angry. It's it's wild. It's, it's wild because I think everybody has their own coping mechanism. Yeah. It sounds like with Rishki, somebody continues <laughs> to piss him off. 
They sound that way. <laughs> during a conversation or certain situations. And he's like, I want to... He's like, I want to be my best self. Uh, right, right. I want to be, be, be my best self. I don't want to have to shout this person out. Or I have shouted this person yeah. out. Or the shame of after having shouted this person out. Right. And, <laughs> Damn it, I shouldn't have done that. Right, exactly. I don't want this to happen again. So first off, kudos right there, right? Congratulate yourself, yes. Risky, just for this kind of self-awareness. And acceptance, right? He's accepted. Look, this... I get pissed off. I, I, I shout people out during my get angry during conversations, and I don't want I don't want this to happen again. By the way, we're we're making assumptions that that he is like shouting and screaming, but we're just using it as an example because yeah, it could be sure. it could be that he shuts down. It could be that he just has nasty things. He could be passive aggressive. There's a million ways, like you said, that we all show up. Exactly. As maybe not for, our for, best selves. Right. For my, for myself, I've I've done both. Like I've shut yeah. down. I just get quiet. Um, Rishki has obviously demonstrated that he's aware that this is happening for him. So, you know, and and again, just wanted to say, Rishki, that we can all relate. You're not alone in this, you know. So this is about communication, uh, mindful communication, and in the moment, acute mindfulness, right? This is, <laughs> that's, where, that's where we're at with I'm this question. I'm taking a deep breath right now as you say this, because it, yeah. it is, it's the, it's, I, we've said the stop thing a million times, but it is that moment of breaking yep. something. Yeah. And actually that's one of, so he asked for specific tips. I, I do want to give him some specific tips, right? So you mentioned the stop. I, I think we've done, said that a million times with this podcast, but, and it's not going to stop. You're going to say it a million more times <laughs> because it's such a, it's just an awesome tool to use. The STOP technique, S-T-O-P, the acronym for, you know, stopping, taking a deep breath, observing what's present, and then proceeding appropriately. And the breath, for me, is what's key with that STOP acronym because it's it's what creates that pause. Because what it is, when we're in these heated situations, we're just reacting. It's like a mini reset. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so easy to react, especially with a strong emotion like anger. And that's yeah. what Rishki is, is kind of um, stating here. And we just want to react. We just want to lash out or shut down, you know, however you react to, to, to that strong emotion. But the breath, the breath is always with you in any kind of situation. So allowing yourself to just take that deep breath. Yep. Just to get a little sciency here. <laughs> remembering <laughs> that that deep breath stimulates what? It stimulates our parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest function. Yeah. That's within all of us. You know, so that whole saying, hey, man, chill, take a deep yeah. breath, take a deep <laughs> breath, man. Right? That's what it's about. Taking that deep breath really stimulates and calms us down. But what if I take a deep breath and I'm still angry? Well, there's no rule that says you could only take one deep breath. Yeah. Right? I feel like that's a prime time to excuse yourself and go use the bathroom so you have, like, a, a break and a place to get away from it. Because I know when I stay, it's I, I cannot stop myself. So if I separate yes. myself, that's helpful. Tip number two. You don't have look to that, stay. Let me lead you right into number two. <laughs> you don't thank you for that layup. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to stay. No one says, there's no rule that says you have to stay present in yeah. this situation allow yourself to walk away but you know what's keeping you in that situation you know what's keeping you in that space of volatility when i go out on a limb and i'm going to say me your ego yeah it's your ego yeah Yeah. right 
So that's another yeah, way. Yeah, for me, it's always like wanting to win. I want to win yeah. the argument or I want them to see my point of view. And it's like, and no good comes when I'm badgering my point Thank of view you. down someone's throat. Exactly. Exactly. But your ego is telling you to stay. Yeah. Make your point. Yeah. You know, or express that anger. Yeah. Let them know how you they made you feel. Right? Yeah. When we listen to our ego, oftentimes, it's not a positive thing. No. <laughs> Generally speaking, it is not. <laughs> right. So allow yourself, just walk away. Yeah. Take that deep breath. If you, Now, if you take the deep breath and you notice that you have calmed down, then sure. And you, and yeah. you can communicate mindfully and effectively. That's fine. Yeah. But if that anger is so persistent and so strong... Yeah, man. Allow yourself to walk away. Get yeah, out of, get yeah. out of, get out of the situation. Yep. Go you take know. a go take a walk. Go to the store. Yeah. I can't think of any situation where you can't extricate yourself in some way. Exactly. And so, something I didn't hear Rishki mention is his practice. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just want to circle this all back around. Yeah. Because all of this is easier said than done. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the yeah. way, 95% of the advice that we give on this podcast is easier said than done. Right. <laughs> exactly. But in the circles back around to your everyday practice. Yeah. So I'm, he didn't mention what his practice was. So I don't want to assume anything. But I am curious what his yeah. everyday meditation mindfulness practice looks like. Because for sure, a consistent practice will make all of these suggestions easier to blend into your yeah i think we can make some assumptions that he does have a practice since he was like how do i bring mindful thinking into the conversation and like i think that is exactly what you're saying is is to to bring it in like it it, i mean i hate it sounds like just bring it in well that's not so much just bring it in it's 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 kind of like that muscle memory right right? oh right better said yeah yeah It's, it's, it's you know just bringing up the analogy again with the athletes you know, like I'm looking at the playoffs now, right? The, the NBA playoffs, <laughs> and it's like, why didn't you just make that layup? Yeah, you know, why didn't it's you, a layup, bro. Why didn't you just do it, right? So, why do these athletes practice every day? Yeah, day in, day out, so that muscle memory is there, so that so that when they see that layup that can be made, it's almost like they're not even thinking about it; they just yeah. lay it up. Yeah. So it's the same thing here. When you're in that space of of strong emotions, that's when the practice almost automatically kicks in yeah yeah that consistent practice. that's why i i really stress that consistent practice because that's when it'll just it'll just organically flow and you'll be able to just respond almost like you're in the zone yeah and i and i can say this because anger was something that i dealt with yeah and that, i noticed that with me how, how my consistent practice affected how i dealt with my own personal anger you know, that New York City Bronx yeah. anger that I carry on my shoulder. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wasn't as reactive. I, I, I and, and there were times when I actually said to myself, wow, you know, I I didn't really jump off like I usually would. Yes, yes. I really handled that pretty good, you know. And that's when you notice yeah. when your consistent practice yeah. is kicking in. Well, Rashiki, thank you for your question. Yeah, it's thank a you so great, much. Great, great question. Yeah. And, and, you dropped a lot of knowledge in there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's um I think, you know, we all deal with it. We all deal with, with, with if it's not anger, then it's grief, uh, you know, or some other strong emotion. Yeah. Um, always be gentle with yourself during the journey and um, step into that consistent practice and see, see what happens. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you. And we are going to roll right into uh, our next question from, from Raya. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Raya from London. I regularly visit your meditation on honoring your ancestors, which I love. I often experience a barrier of mistrust when I attempt this meditation, but I keep coming back to it. What advice would you have about honoring ancestors for whom you have little or even negative information? I know this must in part be down to the story we tell about our ancestors, um, and ourselves. And I wonder if there are other ways of relating that we can find in a meditation like this one. Thank you. That's a wonderful question. It's it's an absolutely awesome question that I personally can thoroughly relate to. Yeah. Because I, I gain a lot of strength and fortitude from thinking of my ancestors and taking the time to really just sop up that 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 strength and resilience that my ancestors yeah had to demonstrate um especially me being a black man yeah. here in America so re- really quickly raya you know there's no rule that says you have to use all of your ancestors <laughs> for for strength and, and 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 fortitude or resilience you know like i i quick example I have my grandmother and my grandfather from my father's side. Both of them were immigrants. My grandmother was probably the nicest person I have ever met in my life. Just thoroughly nice and probably one of the strongest people that I've ever met. You know, she's from Cuba. And she just demonstrated so much. She had eight children. She She cleaned houses when she lived in Cuba. And my father was like five years old. And she would have to walk two miles mm. to clean these people's homes with my father in tow. Yeah. And on the way back, it would be evening time. And my father was five. He was tired. You know, he was a little kid. Sure. He was tired. Walking two miles back, yeah. my grandmother would hike him up on her shoulder and walk two miles back with him And every on parent her knows that's like excruciating pain. Like, this is after cleaning them. houses. Yeah. yeah. This is after working all day, you know. So it's that kind of strength and resilience, resiliency that I that I that I draw on oftentimes. And she was a generally nice person. Yeah. Just so nice and positive all the times. On the flip side <laughs> was my grandfather, um, her husband, who was an alcoholic. He was mm-hmm. extremely abusive, a very volatile human being. So I don't necessarily pull from 
him. You for, just be like, "Hi, nice to see you." And yeah, that's, and that's that. Yeah. So in in, the, in those in those spaces where I I allow myself to reflect and meditate on my my ancestral strength, you know, you can choose who you want to use. Yeah. Well, and I'll add on to that, you can pick and choose from the person as well. Like I knew very little about my extended family, and what I did know, we always hear later wasn't true or was, you know, and and I just had my parents and they both have passed away at this point. Mm. And they weren't exceptional parents, but I can look for the moments of things that they did that were strong or supportive to me. And it's like they say in every 12-step meaning, take the best, leave the rest. Right. And I can pull from them and I can have compassion for the struggle. And that compassion allows me to be like, wow, it must have been very difficult to parent when you had a drinking problem. It must have been very difficult yeah. to parent when you had low self-esteem or when you weren't parented well yourself. And that's still strength I can get. Like that Absolutely. is, they didn't do an amazing job, but they did a job and they did it despite all of that stuff. So there's stuff that you can take. I, I totally wholeheartedly agree. And to piggyback on that, Robin, there are le- lessons that can be learned, right? So not so much trying to gain strength and resilience all the times from your ancestors but maybe just gaining that lesson yeah that that little wisdom yeah a little wisdom for instance my grandfather alcoholic like i said there's some wisdom in there with coping skills yeah he didn't have the best coping skills so i can learn i can recognize what that looks like um i look at his ego you know he was uh Jamaican machismo, egotistical. My head is machismo. Yeah, just egotistical dude. That's another lesson that. So being able to recognize that, being aware that, yeah, he was like that. But guess what? That blood is in me. Yeah. So that awareness is so important, also. So it can be so easy for me to step into that space, also. Yeah. Because that doesn't just disappear. Sure right. doesn't. It's intergenerational. Yeah. Right? I mean, because we all are just a collection of everything that's come before us. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like my grandmother. There's wisdom there also. Yes, she was the nicest person I ever knew. But almost nice to a fault. Yeah. You know, where she, I, there were instances where I witnessed her being taken advantage of because she was just so nice. Yeah. She didn't want to offend. Yeah. You know, and that, I think that's, the wisdom that comes with the mindfulness practice. Yeah. Being able to decipher what is there, what is present, and and really dissect everything that that is, that, that that you're reflecting on. Yeah. And allowing yourself, you know, we live in the age of technology. So we can look up, you know, no no matter where you're from, like I said, I'm I'm a black man in America. I can look up, I can go to on the internet, boom, and Google great Black experiences that have come before me. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So sure, you know, Frederick Douglass might not be my direct ancestor or Harriet Tubman or Malcolm X, right? But I can still pull from that experience. I know the resiliency and the strength that the enslaved people had to deal with in this country. Yeah. I pull from that strength all the time, Robin. Yeah. Because I know that if that... If they can deal with that, I know that that resilience and just like that trauma is intergenerational, so is that strength and resiliency. Yeah. 
you know. So and there's, there's a chosen family component to that too, which I am always such a fan of. Is like choosing the people and the and the, the people you want to look up to, the people you want to live into, and choosing yeah. those. And that I, I love this idea of choosing like people from the past too, and being like. Yeah. You know, being inspired and, and moved and, and using that as a source of strength. Like, that's amazing. I love that. Absolutely. I can't stress that enough. Uh, you know, Kisanga, every time I think that we cannot get more interesting and diverse and thought-provoking questions, we get more interesting, diverse, and thought-provoking questions. I, they're just next-level exceptional questions. A- absolutely. And, and I appreciate each and every one of them. Yeah. Something I wanted to mention, especially for today's episode— some some courses that I think would be really beneficial. In the app, we have the Experiencing Strong Emotions course that would be hugely beneficial. And we also have the Honoring Our Ancestors meditation that uh, Mariah kind of mentioned it, but I invite everyone to, to, to really check it out, to really check out this particular meditation. Yeah. And for anyone that's interested, there's another podcast that would be awesome. is the Longtime Academy, which really touches on honoring our ancestors and processing that and meditations that would be really beneficial um, for gaining that strength and resiliency and just remembering your ancestors. Well, and, and you know, a little fun fact on that, one of our producers, Ash Jones, the Ash Jones, he the worked on that um, podcast and, you know, <laughs> it's critically acclaimed and it did really, really well. So yeah. go check it out if you haven't heard it yet. All right. Big thanks to our callers today, Regina, Rishki and Raya. Those are the, the three R's of today. <laughs> and I, I don't know if your name starts with an R or any other letter and you want to submit a question, go to sayhi.chat slash dearheadspace. And yes, the link is in the show notes. And if we use your question on the show, you're going to get three months of Headspace for free. You can use it. You can share it. Whatever works for you. Whatever works for you. Absolutely right. And one more thing, as you know, Each week, we like to leave you with the opportunity to just pause, to pause and reflect on what you just heard here today. It's a time to transition, if you will, from this moment to the very next part of your day. So today, as you listen to some recorded sounds of the wind in the canopy of the redwoods, let your mind go and let it do whatever it wants to do. Until next time, stay happy and stay healthy. And remember to be kind to yourself and to each other.
Dear Headspace is a Headspace Studios original podcast. It's produced by Robin Hopkins, Ash Jones, and Scott Sorensen. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohn, Baron Farmer, and Danny Christamy. It's hosted and produced by Robin Hopkins, Kesanga Gascombe, Dora Kamau, Samantha Snowden, Eve Lewis Prieto, and Rosie Acosta. Post-production is by Dan Kroll. Music is by Scott Sorensen and Chris Merguia. And a special thanks to Colleen Lutz. 